All right, y'all, you know the role in my house for me is basically caregiver for four small children. And what do I need for that? I need good sleep. This is why I seriously love my sleep number bed. Why? It helps. It boosts my energy. It helps me with recovery and just overall well-being. Also, I have a partner, Matthew. He doesn't love the same setting as I do. I'm a 60. He's a little more firm. Not only that, sleep number smart beds automatically respond and adjust to your movements so you can sleep comfortably all night long. I'm not kidding, guys. I feel like I go to sleep in one position and I wake up in the same position. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. You save $300 only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards only at Sleep Number Store or sleepnumber.com. Guys, we all need sleep and it needs to be good quality sleep. Go get your Sleep Number bed. All right, guys, the holidays are almost here. And what is better than getting all your gifts from one shop? It's quick, it's easy, and that is Loft. You can do it in-store, you can do it online. But the holiday season, Loft is where you should go. Give gifts galore, both in-store and online. Shop a mix of gifts under $35. Festive finds, merry sweaters. Honestly, guys, I got a few things from Loft literally just the other day. It was a beautiful black top, but the material was so great. I also got a black and white sweater that is stunning and just warm and comfy. They have everything. They have fun pant silhouettes to choose from, flirty tops, mini skirts, sweater dresses, and fun outerwear. That's literally perfect for all. And new arrivals drop all the time, so you can keep checking them out. All right, guys. So as a thank you for listening, use code MORNINGAFTER at loft.com to receive $25 off your full price purchase. Exclusions apply. See podcast description for terms. All right, y'all. Welcome back to the morning after. I am sitting here looking at the beautiful Sophie at Allo headquarters. Hank is trying to log on, but you know us always in a time crunch because Sophie has a job and I have four children. So we're going to get started once Hank hops on, he'll be here. Oh, look who decided to join us. Hello, Hank. Hello. I'm sorry. I'm crazy. I'm literally, literally crazy. What's happening? What's going on? Life, work, life, things, kids, dogs, you know. Oh, I'll tell you what really got my goat this morning. Okay. Uh, So last week, or maybe it was two weeks ago, got an email from one of the room moms. God bless them. Those were able to to help out in the class. Seriously, God bless room moms. They're wonderful. And it was like uh, the teacher's birthday's coming up you know, send a Venmo for X dollars amount. And and so I did. And then today there was like a reminder email that it was her birthday, but I forgot I sent the Venmo. So I sent it again (laughs) because whatever. And then I show up at the school and there's a, you know, all the kids are lined up outside and you would have thought it was this woman's coronation. (laughs) Every parent had a, a separate gift. There were bouquets of flowers there were handmade cards. There were personalized coffees. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> hey, happy birthday. That's all I got. I, I've been moved like, you twice. And then the woman who I already Venmoed was like, hey, by the way, you Venmoed me twice. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm out of here. Happy birthday. Better birthday celebration that I've ever had in all my years. And I'm like, what is going on? Now I have to remember her birthday? If no. I get an email about her anniversary next week, I'm changing school <laughs> districts. No, that's interesting to me. I mean, we always do like some handmade cards. If I get an email that says it's the teacher's birthday, I'll have my kids make a card. But other than that, I'm not 
And I maybe I'll give money. That's usually my go-to. So Venmo, I think you did a great job. But when you overdo it, here's my thing. The end of the year gift for a teacher is where it's at. And the, the holiday. Those two gifts are where I go big. And it's usually money because that's what I, who's who really wants another, I don't know. What, what do we give to you? Another Starbucks gift How about a gift, gift like, that's a, like an Apple that says number one teacher? She probably yeah, has no, a like, thousand get the, get the of those on out. Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. <laughs> get the fuck out. How many teachers, how many of you, how many of those have you gotten? So my go-to is money. But if we're going to start picking all these holidays and we got to bring something for the teacher every time, that end of the year gift is going to get smaller. You know what I mean? And that end, those, those count. Those gifts. And, and she's a count. wonderful teacher. I'm I sure personally, I say go big beginning of the year before she's Ooh. even met your kid. Because <laughs> end of the year gift means nothing. By then, kid's already gone. That's smart. Well, Didn't think about that. Maybe beginning of the year. But even last night at the book fair, as I'm checking out, they're like, oh, do you want to buy a gift that's one of the teacher's recommendations? And then that can be part of her birth. And I'm like, of course. Okay, just tee it up. Like. <laughs> Can I use my Sky Miles card at least to get like some miles? On point. I, can't. I can't. So that's why I'm going crazy. I just can't keep up with all of it. I'm just, no. I feel like I'm just. Oh. Okay. Speaking of like money and things, I heard this crazy thing and I don't know if it's real, but I want you guys to tell me if you've heard of this. You know, when you're checking out like Walgreens or CVS or any of these like big time stores and they're like, do you want to donate to children's something? Or do you want to round up or all these things, right? Supposedly that corporation, which is billion dollar corporations have already donated the money and basically you're paying them back for the donation. Hmm. Have you ever heard that? I have not heard that, but I guess my question is, do either one of you, when you're at any of those stores, do you give to that charitable organization? You do Kelly hands up. Always do. And it's so, five dollars, if not more. Oh wow! So if when you're checking like out, when you're checking stuff. out, getting one juice for forty nine dollars at Erewhon, <laughs> do you? Do no you... chance Erewhon does this, by the way. It's a different <laughs> business. They're taking Erewhon for people in Detroit or outside of LA is like Whole Foods, like on steroids. Yes. Like, no, it's insane. It's, it's insane. We talked yeah. about it. They they smell they sell smoothies that are twenty seven dollars. Yeah. No, my new my new favorite Erwan thing is this sounds so LA. I love this <laughs> oat milk matcha latte with vanilla stevia drops. The cup is a Dixie cup size. Like this cu- the cup is like this big. It's like little tiny and it's nine dollars. And no. I good night. Uh-uh. I'm bye only bye. getting How it. You? <laughs> I'm only getting it on a weekend when I'm hungover. Like that's my treat. I'll get up and I'll go get it. I'm not doing it like daily. I I can't afford it. It's a shot. It's basically a shot. It, it, no, it's a drink, but it's in the smallest possible size cup you can get. Okay. Well, that's, uh, I'm going to question no. you on that, Sophie. That's, that's a no. little crazy. I wouldn't do that. And, and, you know, everyone knows our financial background, but I don't think I would ever do that. <laughs> that's, that's a lot. I also don't shop at Erewhon because honestly, I'm kind of scared of that place. I also feel like people go there to be seen. And if you're looking at me right now, I never look like I need to be seen. I was just laughing. Sophie's over there looking all beautiful. And we get on and she's like putting on, you know, making sure like putting on extra stuff because we'll talk about it in a second. Well, because her crush is coming in to Aloe. We'll, we'll get there. Hold on. And then I'm looking at her doing that. And I look like this. 
And I'm just sitting here watching her like, God bless Kelly. Get it together. Well, I needed to touch up my makeup. Okay. Tell us about your crush coming in. I don't know. I literally have problems. Every week I fall in love with someone new who walks through these doors. I need a new one. Oh yeah. I met him yesterday. So jealous. I mean, let's be, let's, let's just be real here. It's not like you're working at the five and dime. I mean, everyone that walks through the doors there is gorgeous. So it's like, that's like saying like, Oh, I work the front desk at a modeling agency and somehow everyone is really pretty. I mean, everyone is gorgeous. Yeah. That's why I don't go in anymore. Made me feel like shit. Yeah, and you think I'm working out there? Are you out of your mind? No, you'll love it. Literally. No, I will not love it. I guarantee I will not love it. I'm not going to. I see the videos of the shirtless guys in the ice baths, and I think it's like very nice to watch. But I can't wait I'm for getting, us to get an ice bath. I'm basket. getting shirtless next to Sean Mendez, who weighs a buck 40 soaking wet. Absolutely. And then it goes on social. Absolutely. I'm trying to build this brand, honey. Absolutely <laughs> not. We need to do a day in the life vlog at Aloe. <laughs> no, you don't, you don't want do you it. have wetsuits i think and i can be yeah, in exactly. not showing our bodies you know actually I, I, I am i am proud of my body i'm just kidding but you look um, great i do but i i you right, think so, i want to so, do a cold tub next to the 510 models that sounds fun so tell us who he is is he somebody we would know can we guess who he is um you would not know him. He actually, he came in for a meeting, for a meeting, not for the gym. And all the girls, you know, we're all like nudging each other. This is what happens every time. Everyone's like, who's this? Who's that? Who's that? It happens like every and 10 minutes. There's not as many men. I mean, we have plenty of guys come in, but it's not as many as girls. So like when there's a hot guy coming in, everyone's like, who is that? And he was dressed nice, not like to go work out. So he's having this meeting and then he gets done the meeting. The front desk girl's texting me. Front desk girl's like, oh my God, he's so hot. Oh my God, he's my husband. Then he says he wants to cold plunge. So I step in and I'm like, hi, let me take you down. We come down, we're bonding. We come back up. The Pilates girl says she's in love with him. Then another girl's like, oh my God, I have to look. everyone's obsessed with this guy. So we're all sitting around in a circle with all the models and everyone's chatting. And he stands up and he was like, Sophie, he has a British accent. Sophie, oh. do you want to, do you want to go to breakfast on Sunday? And I was like, uh, Aren't you going with your friends? I got like so awkward because every girl. No, only because like every girl in the circle has already told me that they are like gunning for him. And then he. Too bad. He's not gunning for them. So. Well, now he's coming back in. So. You said no. You literally said no. I didn't say no. I was like, oh, uh, I thought you were going with your friends. And now I'll chat with him today and I'll make sure that I see him at some point this weekend. Why breakfast? I feel like that's a very interesting ask. I think it's really cute. No, I think it's adorable, but I've never, I've never asked someone to go to breakfast and I've never had a breakfast date. I don't know if I'm going to like, I'm going to try to pivot that one to a drinks. And not breakfast. No, but. whatever he's offering up. I don't care. Just go to the Brentwood Farmer's Market with him on Sunday. That's what he's going to want to do. And you're going to eat a bagel with some scrambled eggs on it. Just go do it. Now, right now, send a picture of him to both me and Kelly. Yeah, agreed. Please. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm on fire today. What's up next? Go. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. Guys, the holidays are around the corner. And what does that mean? Stress. <laughs> And what do I need to handle my stress? Well, it helps to have a therapist. And guys, BetterHelp has made it so easy for me to do that. It is entirely online. It's basically designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. So for all the busy people out there, which I know we all are, especially during the holidays, BetterHelp has got you. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you don't like that therapist, guess what, guys? You can switch 
very easily. Again, there's a lot of stress during the holidays. I always have a lot of stress and BetterHelp has been really good for me. So if you're thinking about therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash morning after today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash morning after to get the 10% off your first month. Um, I want to know how y'all's actual Halloween was. Hank with Emma. It snowed. Um, no. Yeah, it snowed. snowed. Yeah, mainly all over Metro Detroit. We got, and you know oh, what? They did no. a really good job warning us about it. Kim Adams was on top of it. I was like, it's not going to snow. And then she was like, you might get a little snow in your neighborhood around six. Well, sure, tootin'. Um, <laughs> But it wasn't like preventing us from, from trick-or-treating. The beauty of the snow was that like after like 30 minutes or so they were like we're cold and i'm like yeah. you guys want to wrap it up and they're like yeah did you put jackets on top of her outfit no because she had like this she had four first of all like four costume changes so i couldn't Dang. even keep up but she ended up being this like female spider-man or something some character that's a female spider-man like a superhero so she was fully covered and running so fast from door to door that so he was like sweating anyway. I'm so happy to hear that because that's what I wanted to talk about. We did the Halloween here and I feel like Halloween, maybe just here, I guess, has changed. And it makes me so sad. Why? Like, my kids are not running. They're getting king size candy bars, which is like, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Um, So they're not like having to work for their candy. They're like, oh, mom, look, I just went to this house. and got a king size Reese's. I'm like, what? And I also feel like because there's so many, which I kind of, I posted a video about this, but how parents are kind of ruining Halloween in a way, like we're so hovering over our children and I know it's for safety and that makes sense because today's age is different than we were children, but it's like the, the ones are like, did you say thank you? And sometimes you can't help yourself. I did it. And I kept being like, don't do that. Don't do that. Your kids should know how to say thank you. All these things. But Sophie, I just got the photo. Holy shit. Um, I just did too. I don't care whether he calls you and says, you want to have a cup of coffee at four in the morning. You just get up and you do your hair and you go meet this guy. What are you thinking? He is beautiful. What do you mean? Like, oh, I don't know. Maybe breakfast and that shirt. (laughs) Whatever this guy says. If he texts you right now and says, get off that podcast, you hang up. Yes, I agree. You should also. He's on his own here. Okay, yeah, great. If he wants to do breakfast, be like, sure, I can make you breakfast. Why don't you come to my place? Kelly. There's Georgia Kelly. She comes out every once in a while. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I mean, it makes sense to me. Then you can make yourself some mimosas. There's your So wait, why why have parents, because there's two, they're hovering too much over the kiddos? I just feel like, yeah. Like, do you remember when I was a kid, my mom, we would take photos and she'd be like, bye. Yeah. And you would run the neighborhood. And we would rent like emma i would be sweating my brother would pour out my whole pillowcase like like an asshole and try and take all my candy like it was always this competition we had strategy like all right well let's wait to do the hills last because we don't want to make ourselves tired you know and here i am walking these four princesses literally they were princesses walking and then I was like, all right, here's another house. They're like, nah, we don't want to go to that one. I was like, what the fuck? What do you mean you don't want to go to that one? It's not a hill. It's literally right there. They're like, nah. I'm like, oh, I just think I need to get out of it. I don't know. 
I, no, I think here's it's... my question because you live in a celebrity enclave do do they all are they is everybody's porch light on like is kim handing out candy um no I'm... i need to know like yeah, do you go to those so... do, do people go to those houses are you allowed to 100 percent. now they might i we did not go to those houses so i don't tr- truly i don't know um our neighborhood shuts down a certain section and that's where everybody goes now you do you might get rogue ran, like trick or treaters on the main street which Kim is on the main street we're on the main street but the ones that are like off the beaten path no yeah but i don't understand like so there's only the neighborhood says like only these 20 houses are going to hand out candy no it's just this is where like the main attraction is like there's they shut like down by where like your recreation areas and all that uh, like it's, main... it's a little further and on the other the street that is uh-huh, not parallel but perpendicular to it but they shut that down and they have like because we don't have street lights in our neighborhood yeah. so they bring in these massive lights to light it up to make it like safer we have cops that come to patrol what's going on and all the things but they literally have like those houses and I'd say there's, well, there's not that many, but maybe like 30 houses within that area and they go all out. I mean, I had a full wine tasting at one of the houses. Like it is. So again, I'm sure I'm hoping trick or treating has not changed for everyone. I'm hoping it's just this neighborhood, but it like broke my heart. I was like, you should be sweating. You should be running. This dress should piss you off that you're like tripping on it, but we're just walking. And just hanging out. Don't you think it's generational, though? Because, like, when we were younger, there wasn't anything. So, like, you looked, there was so much excitement around Halloween. But now they have so much going on in technology. And there's so many exciting things in the world that I just feel like. Holidays are, like, not as fun anymore. Yeah, like, they already have so many exciting things going on. Like, when we were younger, like, we would just, like we said, go outside and play in the backyard and play in the front yard. And now everyone is oh, kids have too many options and well here's now here's another thing i thought about do they know that candy's bad for them so they're just like no eh. not at that but age have, my kids haven't even asked to eat it i've been eating their candy they ate one piece that night or one or two i let them have whatever they wanted i was like yeah and they had like yeah emma hasn't emma hasn't really either but i will say if I mean, this is what I, I just love about you because it's a, you're like, oh, I'm not really sure. I would be in a Spider-Man costume on Kim K's front door <laughs> acting like I'm just like 12 years old. I mean, are you out your mind? You're like, oh, I'm not really sure. I don't know. Well, if she sure she has candy. I would be down there candy. like, where's Corey Gamble? Where's where's Chloe? Where oh. is everybody? And you're like, you don't even know if they passed out candy. I don't, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure they were on the within that street street of 30 houses. Like they take their kids. There. I bet they do. My my thought is what they do. I have a, I had a dream about this at like three in the morning. I bet what they do is they go out and then at the end of their driveway, like where the gate is, because they're not letting somebody just knock on the door. No, they're like if somebody's at the end of the gate and they have like these people dressed like mummies and a skeleton. And so you can't tell like who it is. And so like you might think it's Kim. And the, I know the people in your neighborhood don't care. And I'm not saying I would make a big deal out of it, but I want to know what she's not at all. Out. I want to know what she's handing out. I bet she's giving like the older kids uh, skims. They're all getting a package. Of <laughs> I mean, skims. I would have gone there. If she's right. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, she's all about marketing. So she's giving away skims and then 
and then some some definitely some king size candy bars and maybe like a fifty dollar bill. Like she's that's what she's. <laughs> but also, like you think you saw her her Halloween decorations, right? How insane! Yeah, they were. yeah, they don't do anything like I'm. And then the Christmas cards next, and that's always an event. And... I my favorite Kardashian content is the Christmas Eve party content. Like that is, I always like to see who performs, what everyone's wearing. They have a party, like a. Oh um... my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, I haven't night, gotten the invite. What night, the night. Well, maybe this is the opportunity. This is I you know, highly and, doubt and it. Probably would like you to bring a plus one that is not your husband. <laughs> could you imagine? Could you imagine the podcast the next day after that? Yeah. Well, you'd have to fight some people for that position, I believe. Yeah, I know. Um, guys, with all four of my children when they were babies. There was only one diaper brand that I went to, and that was Huggies. Huggies just knows that babies come in all different shapes and sizes. I mean, the twins were tiny. Hunter was a little more plump. Tyler was very plump. And so do their tushies, you know? Tyler, they kind of match the bodies in a way. Huggies' best-fitting diapers, their little movers with its curved and stretchy fit, I know there's nothing worse than an ill-fitting diaper. Come on, guys, you're having pee down the leg. If and you know, if worst case scenario, you're having number two all over. Um, so you want them to fit, especially when you have active children. I sure did, and I know I can rely on them to keep my baby covered while they are on the move. So this is the only diaper I used. I loved it so much. My babies were comfortable. They could move around without getting rashes. And they also offer up to 12 hours protections against leaks, which is an absolute game changer. Get your baby's butt into the Huggies best fitting diaper. Huggies little movers. We got you, baby. Okay. Um, Did you all see this? Just one more Halloween bit. Did you all see the mom who, so you know how people leave their candy out? If they're yes, not the mom, the, the 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 parents who stole the candy. It was in Texas, Tyler, Texas. You they said today. See that? Are yeah. you kidding? Yeah, I do think that full size candy bar is a more popular thing now. We had a lot of them. I really think it's because of Costco. Yeah, you're probably right. It's just easier because to buy people just go to Costco and they buy in bulk and they do have some good deals on those candy yeah. bars. So it's not like how it used to be, how expensive yeah. it used but to I be. I can't believe a mother did that. Now I expect kids. My brother used to do that shit. And I, he would always beat me to the bucket and then he pour it all in his pillowcase and I wouldn't get any of it. But a mom, yeah. if my, yeah. if I saw my girls doing that, you know, it would not Can't be. say you'd smack them, but you, <laughs> you, you would let them know I it was would bad. Give them a love tap and be like, that is not appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, but it blew my mind. It really did. And then people now apologizing for their costumes. I'm over it. Everyone's so sensitive. I can't do it. That's I saw- why I was just a werewolf. Nobody cares about a werewolf. <laughs> I was I, just a werewolf. I was a dolphin. And I was only a dolphin for the girls' school event, which hats off to the uh, room moms. Legit. Oh, you think hats yeah, on everybody. Everybody who's that involved. They're amazing. They're incredible. <laughs> well, I I like rode in to be a uh, room mom, Chandler and Sawyer's kindergarten year. And thank God I didn't get it. They knew. They were like, no chance for giving it to Kelly. <laughs> She's never here anyway. So why would she come now? But yes, also one thing happened this weekend. It was Matthew's first time hearing a boy uh, say something about his daughters. So 
we are walking into the pre-party at Michelle Malinovitz's house and Chandler's in this beautiful Cinderella dress and she looks great. They all look great. And they're walking in and we walk through the backyard and all the kids are playing football in the backyard and this little, they all stop. And this boy that's older than her, uh, the older boy's age, Zuma's age, or uh, Jagger's age. Zuma, that, that's Gwen Stefani's son. It's not, though. Yeah. It's Michelle's okay. son. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he's lovely, too. Named after the Malibu Beach, right? Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know that. Um, and so we walk in, whatever, and they stop playing. And this boy looks at Chandler, and Chandler's walking next to Matthew, and he goes, are you Cinderella? And she was like, she just nodded. He goes, wow, you look very pretty. And literally she like turns red. I turn around. She grabs Matthew's hand. And, you know, we've had a, we've had a thumb issue. So not ideal that she's grabbing the hand. Matthew said he like gritted his teeth and bared through it though, because he was like, I'm not letting go of my daughter's hand. Kept moving. Tells me, I'm like, I kind of heard it. He tells me, he goes, it's too early. Yeah, it's too early, and I was like, "Okay, Dad, calm down." It's like, "No, yeah, too early," and that's an older boy. I'm like, "She's." <sighs> it was literally, but it was the sweetest. I was like, "You know what?" So See, pure and innocent. So you don't. It's so pure. Oh, so cute! It was so sweet, and I asked her about it the other day. I was like, "Do you know which boy said it to you?" And she blushed again, and she was like, "Um." I don't remember, but it was Sophie's spraying perfume on all over. Is this guy back in? And I mean, spraying in in like very interesting areas. Is this guy, is this man about to come in? in? Tell him to meet you in the podcast room. So, you know, doing the podcast a little bit early because Monday's a very busy day for everybody. But um, I I know a lot of people watched and and whether you watched it live or or you were following it on the social media, uh, Matthew's injury. How's he doing, Cal? Yeah, I mean... You know him. He is doing everything he can to be out there. So I believe he'll be a game time decision. But, you know, it was tough to watch. I mean, if you were watching it um, for tough for me, you know, I have a lot of feelings obviously going on during these games. And when I realized it was his thumb, you know, it's the same thumb he had surgery on two years ago. And, you know, we're getting close to the end here. Like, if there was a tear or if it's torn, is that it? Is he fighting and having surgery to come back? Um, and I think these were all thoughts going through his head too, in a way. So uh, very relieved to hear that the anchors from the first surgery held down. And yeah, we are, he's just playing it day by day, you know, and <sighs> he wants to be in it. And that's what makes him a champion. Yeah. That's just the reality. That's why he's a champion. So I'm glad he's doing okay. And oh, I know a, a lot of people, were concerned. Um, yeah. I had the I pleasure of going to the Monday night game here in Detroit. Oh yeah, which was How was that electric? Oh my gosh, um, I'm like I get chills. It was <laughs> just electric. It felt like a rock concert. I'll tell you what. And I was sitting with my my friend, and you know him too, Devin Devin Skillian yeah. from Channel Four. We were sitting together, and Devin's like, and we had my other friend Peter. Uh, with us to the right and peter like myself is a gay but i know more about football he doesn't and devin <laughs> said devin goes man he goes i don't remember the last time we've i've stood for an entire lions game like you can't sit down everybody the entire time almost the entire game yeah oh. and then and then he said it's like being at a michigan game because at michigan stadium people typically and peter turns and he goes or kind of like being at a beyonce concert and i'm like <laughs> No, Peter, you just ruined it. <laughs> oh, you just made it. That's so right. Funny. But uh, 
but it was um it wasn't the prettiest game but a win's a win a win's a win who cares how you get it your record yeah that's all that matters yeah and i had um was able to see a good friend of ours um the night before danny amendola who's now a coach for vegas who used to play for the lions used to play for patriots we taped uh, something with him. He's going to be on the podcast here in a couple of weeks. So we're looking forward to that. Um, oh. I know the ladies are always interested in Mr. Amendola. Oh, yeah. You know, you it. How's know he why, doing? if you don't know why, do a Google image search, <laughs> ladies. Uh, he's doing very well. He's going to get us updated on, on a lot of things. And uh, he's just, you know, he's just, he told some great Matthew stories. Uh, I love that. Of course, I had to ask him, like, did Giselle ever have you? Because he played for for the Patriots when yeah. Tom Brady was there. I'm like, uh-huh. so, well, like, did Giselle ever say, like, you know, come on over, you know, whatever. So he talks about all that. You'll hear from Danny in a, in a few weeks. But this week, we um, have the g- great pleasure of talking to a good friend of yours, Mitch Album, mm-hmm. who, uh, if you don't know Mitch, is a, a columnist with the Free Press. He's a best-selling author, Tuesday with Maury. Uh, he just wrote a new book, but he's also uh, involved with Kelly and Matthew in an incredible charitable endeavor here in Detroit, the Say Project. And so you're going to hear from Mitch coming up too. So God, we're excited. He really is like the most giving person. It's incredible. He's uh, pretty incredible. The only thing I regret about our little chat is I forgot to ask him the one thing I wanted to ask him. What is it? Well, his one movie, Tuesday, or his one book, Tuesdays with Maury, mm-hmm. Oprah bought the rights to it. Yeah. So I wanted to like get all up and like, what's Oprah like? But we just didn't have time. <laughs> well, we'll have them on again. That'll be yeah. when, when that well, when the new say play opens. Right. Sure we'll come on again. I know Which he's a tough be. one to get on because he's, you know, wanted. So winter is here. Well, I guess not really in California, but dry air is always here. And dry air is now everywhere. And what does that mean? Not only is your skin taking a toll, but your hair. I can feel it all in my hair. I immediately went to livingproof.com. I took their AI hair quiz. And they mentioned something that I hadn't been um, suggested for me, and that is the vanishing oil. The vanishing oil, I have it now. It is incredible. It just like seeps into your hairs and it hydrates it. My hair is back to being shiny again. But guys, there's so many good things about Living Proof. I mean, obviously the big things, they're formulated without silicones, harsh sulfates, SLS, SLES, parabens. They're PETA uh, certified cruelty free. They're color safe. They're chemically treated hair safe. Um, which is things that I have, so that's important to me. But we all know that hair is different. My hair is different than all of your hair. And it's important to get what your specific hair needs. That's why the AI um, hair quiz is so important. So also, from now until the end of November, Living Proof is having their biggest sale of the year. Get 25% off all orders over $50 plus Customers who spend over $75 also get a free full-size dry shampoo. And for those who spend more than $100, you'll receive a free jumbo-size shampoo. So take advantage of Living Proof's biggest sale of the year. Go to livingproof.com kelly and use the code kelly25 at checkout to get in on the deals before it's too late. That's livingproof.com kelly, code kelly25. Um, I want to ask you something. Now that Halloween's over, are you the type of person that goes straight into Christmas? Yeah, I'm here for it. But I'm a little, I'm not like ready to put up, you mean like, am I putting my tree up and stuff like that? Like, are you putting, are you starting to like work in some holiday decor? No, I I like to let Thanksgiving be its pumpkin Thanksgiving-ness. Although I don't, I'm not going to host this year. I don't know how Thanksgiving's all playing out just yet. But the day after Thanksgiving, 
I will, um, but I'll start listening to a little Mariah Carey right now. Why not? I'll get. Did you say she's getting sued for that? Yeah, she. I think she gets sued constantly. Now there's an (laughs) AI version of Mariah Carey. I mean, that song has just become its own. She is playing. You know, she's doing a Christmas concert, and she's only playing like five cities. Yeah, she's playing Detroit. I'm sure she's playing LA. She's only playing five cities in Detroit. It's one of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm telling Uh, you, Mariah Carey, Chris. I mean, it's not like it's not a Madonna concert, but I'm sure it will be entertaining. Have you bought your tickets yet? Um, I do have a cool thing coming up on Monday, and it's we we talked about one before, but I have another opportunity for viewers to come out. I'm going to be at uh, this restaurant, Kelly. You would love this place, Cornbread. I mean, just listen, right? I mean, that's all you got to say. It's on Northwestern and Southfield. We're doing Community Week at the station. I'm going to be in a different city each day, but on Monday, I'll be in Southfield from like four to six o'clock. On Northwestern Highway, Cornbread, if you have a story idea, I'd love to see you. And then stay tuned because every day that week, we're going to do the show uh, from a different community. So I know Southfield, I think Sterling Heights. Are you just like going there and like, like, what are you doing? Well, you know, I love some cornbread, but we've been doing these great Help Me Hank meetups where we just say, hey, I'm going to be here at this place. Come on by if you want to stop by. And typically people will come with like good story ideas or they've been, you know, wronged by somebody or they have a suggestion for what they want to see on TV. But I just love it because I get to meet people. And the last one we did, I mentioned it on the podcast and like people came just because they were like, I think they thought you were going to be there. And I'm like, no, no well, I'm sure they did it. They love you. I sent you a help me Hank and I didn't get a help me Hank from it. What are you talking about? The bumpy cakes. Oh my God. Okay. That's I think it's real. because I, I think it's one of those things where they talked about the factory where they were made was being closed, but I don't think that the Sanders company is going to stop making the bumpy, bumpy. Well, cake. they That's said just... they were going to be low in inventory Inventory. that is that one of your favorite thing like when you think about your food loves from detroit because there's detroit is a food scene yeah it's it's hard but that's one of them i mean that's just like i'd never heard of it until i came to michigan and i don't think i think you had a a grew a a big appreciation for like mediterranean food too yeah i did god it's so good (laughs) it's so good I know, I'm very jealous. But you get into these phases where, and Matthew's the same way. That's why you guys are so good for each other. But you guys find a place you like and you run that place into the ground. I know. Like when we go to, I love coming to LA, Avi, and I'm coming in a few weeks. Do you remember now that you got the weekend straight when I'm actually coming? But I was like, are we going to Wally's again? (laughs) That place was lucky. We won a Super Bowl. And then we but stopped it's going. Also, really good. I know it's good, but it's kind of far. Wait, what days are you coming again? Unbelievable! December seventeenth, that weekend. That weekend, yes. Okay. I was talking to Matthew because we are in a limbo mode of moving, and our new house. Very excited about to finally get into. I don't know if you remember the first Christmas decorations in Hidden Hills that we had, but it yeah. was. Matthew is like, we put the Griswolds to shame. And so he, and I will share, if y'all haven't seen it, I will share what our old, our first home looked like for Christmas. It was incredible. I loved every second of it. It was covered. It was tacky. It was everything I'd ever. Was it like the big colored bulbs? Oh, no, no. Little, little colored bulbs though. Okay. But you weren't going like classic all white and like you were. No, I have children. Listen to me. This You had like the blow up Grinch outside. I had everything. Matthew literally wants all white. He wants to be classy. I'm like, 
Do you see who you married? That's not happening. And we also have children. So I want it to be fun. Now, when the girls are grown and gone, you can have it your way, Matthew. But he told, he looked at me and he goes, I don't want to do the same thing that we did the first year. It was over the top. I don't, it was crazy. I agree. And I, you know what I said? Too bad. <laughs> wow, Sorry. You really, I'm, wow. You really shook the house with that one. <laughs> this is, well, I did. Well, and he looked at me and he goes, this is the one holiday that I look forward to. It's not like I'm asking you to put up the lights yourself. I will pay for it if that's what it comes down to. But I want our kids, like Hunter asked probably two weeks ago, she goes, do you remember those lights at the yeah. house? And I was like, yes, I do. She goes, are we going to do that again? Mm. So those kind of memories of like, yes, our house looked ridiculous. Our mom went over the top, but we remember it and she made it fun. Now, when they're gone, I will allow Matthew to do his subtle or when they're older. When they don't yeah, I was going to say, you have to wait till they're gone. No, you can't just, no. Like, stop you know pulling I mean. out the inflatable Snoopy when they're 12 or something. Like When the magic I, I disagree. I think there's no room for tacky. And I think for Halloween, it's okay. I, because people I, like the blow up things. And Emma does like driving around looking at the Halloween decorations. Mine are very Emma light. would love our house. She would obsess with it yes but that's not my theme i'm not doing that um so do you do all white yeah i'm like i do the birch branches in the flower pots with the ivy and oh, the you're hump. so classy i am just like one of those old gross point gays yeah like <laughs> I, I don't live in gross point but like you know that you get the idea yes so, yeah, that's it's no it's no fun over there in in my in my house that's, yeah. you know what just send Emma to my house for christmas then great <laughs> sure you better next week you i don't think you understand and i'll send matthew to yours you can have matthew. i'll take matthew the man can have a broken back and he doesn't complain <laughs> he also i'll does. take matthew all day long matthew and i get along just fine i can't i yeah. can't well i would like to know we'll put a poll up i want to know who does colored and who does white do you do colored or white on your tree white you do no color. color though, but I have I the tree doesn't have one branch without one branch without an ornament. I have a lot of ornaments from growing up and from that's so, I mean, so I have awesome. A, a lot of like nice stuff like that. So yeah. I will so. say the one thing to make sure of. I had a terrible memory with this. Make sure your tree is secured if you have ornaments from your childhood. Oh, I remember the year your tree fell. Well, it wasn't my, well, mine. Mine did too, but my mom's fell. I'll never. I thought fell. you had one here in in that I did. big one. I did. Yeah. But I didn't have that many ornaments at that point. And I didn't yeah. have, my mom hadn't sent me like mine from childhood because she still yeah. uses them. So it wasn't that big a deal, but I, I'll never forget the day when I was like probably 14 and our tree fell and everything broke and she was uh, just tears. Oh. And I can only imagine if yours did that. Cause obviously you have a lot of like memory stuff. So yeah. make sure yeah. that tree is secure. That makes me very nervous, but I can't believe you have no colored lights. No. God, you're the Grinch too. I am. I'm. I'm no fun. Zero no fun. fun. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of actual fun, Mitch is going to come on now. I'm um, mm -hmm. so excited for this. You guys are going to absolutely love him, just like Hank and I do. And unfortunately, you forgot to ask your Oprah question, but people will be mm -hmm. thinking about that during this entire. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all right Hank, i love you um guys we're gonna wrap this thing up um sorry again about this past week and what are you doing are you putting makeup on this is a pen 
Oh shit. I was so, I was thinking Sophie, sorry, I couldn't make it out to Michigan. I will. We're going to schedule that though. We're going to make it like a plan. And then we're going to do a splashes event once I am out there, but we're going to pre-plan it. So it's not like you're, you know, again, paying for something that sucks. We want to make it really good for you guys. So we will let you know when that is going to happen. But until then, Hank. Pour a splash. That is so wrong. It's pour a splash, make a splash. It's drink no? a splash. Oh, just splash it up, y'all. It's it's almost Christmas. You know, it's going to be <laughs> All right, y'all, holidays are coming, which can cause stress, which can cause you to sweat, which can cause you to smell bad, and nobody likes a smelly person. This is why I love Lumi products, guys. Lumi was created by an OBGYN who discovered BO isn't just an underarm thing, as we all know, it's an all-over thing. And what's great about this product is that it lasts for up to 72 hours. That is three days of odor control. And if that's not something to be thankful for, I don't know what is. Um, The way they do it, guys, basically it's like a pre-deodorant. So Lumi is formulated, empowered by a mandelic acid to stop odor before it starts. I love this product. You guys know I'm very active. There's not a lot of time that I get to shower with all my kids. So Lumi really does keep me smelling good. Not only that, it's baking soda-free, it's paraben-free, it's pH-balanced. So again, you can use it anywhere, and it is proven to control odor better than a shower with soap. It's a true whole body deodorant. So new customers can get $5 off Lumi's starter pack with our exclusive code and link, and for a limited time, returning customers can get $5 off their next purchase of $30 or more. Use code MORNINGAFTER at lumideodorant.com. That's L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com and use the code morning after. I strongly suggest the wipes. I keep them in my car. I love those because after I'm done playing tennis or doing whatever I'm doing, I just wipe myself down and feel like I am brand new. So again, it's morning after at lumideodorant.com. How you guys doing? We're doing great. Thanks for taking a few minutes. Are you You're, in Haiti or LA right now? I'm in LA now. I was in Haiti okay. last night. Okay. Just got back and uh, you guys are in Michigan? Perfect. Kelly was coming to Michigan today. And now she's in LA, ironically. Yeah. Um, Mitch, do you, um, Mitch, are you like out here for good right now? Or what's going on? No, 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 no. I just came out. I have a little charity thing to do for the weekend. We're here until uh, Monday. We're in Laguna. Are you are you up LA, LA, or you're one down in Pelican uh, Beach? Yeah, no, we're we're north of the city or whatever that angle is. I don't know it, you know, but past it. What charity thing are you doing here? Uh, I, I uh, was part of a group called Pace, uh, which takes too long to explain, but it's celebrating its 10-year anniversary. It's a bunch of different people from around the country who travel around two or three times a year to different cities and see what they're doing well in, in their, their charity things and see if there's a way that we can help them because there's a lot of fairly well-known people in this group who are connected to different things. And so uh, we've done 10 years worth of trips and tonight's the, the weekend is a 10 year anniversary of it. So we're, uh, yeah. so is it, is it more like a celebration? Well, no, we're going to do work, but tonight's like a little dinner. And then tomorrow's we're meeting with diff- different groups here in LA. And uh, we've done every, I mean, we've done New Orleans, we've done Charleston, Boston, Philadelphia, Chicago, you know, all that. Yeah. And we go to different cities. Just, there's a lot of people in the media, a lot of people in the movies, stuff like that. And they've pulled their resources and they just like to see how 
you know, different charities do things. So it's not that's something awesome. I talk about a lot. But yeah. Well, that's awesome. Um, I was actually going to talk to you about this because if you have any cliff notes of like places or things that we can help out with here, you know, we haven't really found our footing. You were so good with that in Michigan for us, obviously good for Michigan in general, you are, but you really helped us like, and kind of guided us to our charitable efforts in Michigan. So coming here, we just kind of are at like a standstill in a way. We just don't really know where to go, who to like trust, you know, and things like that. Yeah. So any cliff notes from your 10 year okay. anniversary, I'd love to know. Yeah. Well, I'll be, I'll be meeting with, you know, four or five groups tomorrow. So if I think any of them are a good fit for you guys, are you looking to continue to be, you know, with children and things like that? Is that still your priority or? Yeah, I think children is kind of where our hearts lie. So if anything like that, but if anything that honestly you think we would love, then I would love to hear about it. Okay. Okay. You got it. Yeah. Connect the two of you. How's Matthew doing, by the way? I only get bits and pieces. I see that he's taking a beating, it looks like, but uh, I hate to see that. Well, you've seen it before, um, but before, yeah. yeah, you know, he's tough. It's day by day over here. And honestly, with the four kids, I get an update every other day how it's going. <laughs> so, you know, we'll see. And you know him, he's like a game time decision kind of guy. So who knows? But no, he's he's doing good. Life out here is good, different, but, you know, good. And winning was great. Winning was great. And I'm loving watching the Lions right now. It is so fun. I know. I've got to have fun quite, writing about it. Quite different. Yes, this is a, I thought there was nothing new left for me to write about in Detroit, but I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, I it's love quite it. different. Yeah. I have so my I, book here if you have not read it. It hasn't I, come out. It comes out in 10 days, but I have it here. I just got it yesterday. And I told Hank, I texted Hank this morning. And I was like, my plan was to sit down. Literally, I had like three hours to myself yesterday and read it. And Tyler came home early, threw up all over me. And continue to that do that. The, that was the end of that. All right. Yeah, okay. she's well, on my I want to. I, I want to deep dive the book a little bit, just I because you know I have been a huge Mitch fan for years. Uh, the Five People is one of my top fives. I'm really partial to Tuesdays. Uh, loved Tuesdays with Maury. But I, what I love in this book is because it kind of you think you're reading this dark sad Holocaust story. But I think this quote towards the beginning, everything's going to change everything but the truth, pretty much tees up uh, what a lot of this story is about. And it, it centers around this young boy, Nico, uh, and, and tells his story. But I mean, Mitch, again, you kind of take on, you know, like, like, like the story with, with, with uh, Maury, you know, you think that it's going to be this sad gloom and doom event because it involves death or a difficult chapter like this one with the Holocaust, but you have a way of just kind of, again, teaching us and using a difficult chapter of time to teach yeah. a lesson. What, what's, yeah. what's the kind of inspiration for this book and, and what, what motivated you to put pen to paper for it? Well, for, for, I mean, first of all, thank you for saying that. And you're right. I, you know, I do try to take books that you might think from the outside, oh, somebody's going to die or whatever. Uh, but that's how you get a lot of people's attention. You know, uh, if you say, well, it's a book about life and death, people realize, well, you know, I fall into both of those categories. You know? uh, and so we're all going to face that. And in this case, it's really a book about the truth. I, you know, it seems like because of all the stuff that's going on in the world, oh, I must have decided to write a book that was set during the Holocaust. But I started writing this two years ago. I mean, I finished it, you know, more than a year ago. It's not 
I didn't know the world was going to turn on its axis in the Mideast here. I wanted to write a book about the truth and lying. And, you know, if you ask yourself, what's the biggest lie you ever told in your life? And then what would you do to be forgiven for that lie? You know, if you could undo it. And that's kind of the situation that this little boy Nico finds himself in during World War II. The Nazis invade Greece where he lives. And he's this 11 year old boy who's never told a lie in his life. And he's known in his village as, as, as you know, they call him Snow because he's pure as snow. He never lies. And the Nazis find out about this and they kidnap him and they trick him into lying to his own people, the Jewish people, as they're putting them on trains, taking them to the concentration camps. They tell them, just tell these people that they're going to be going to jobs and, and good houses and everything. And then, and then you can go back to your family and everything will be fine. And he doesn't know that he's lying. So he does this every day. And they trust him because, you know, he's never lied. And uh, then on the very last day of the trains, he sees his own families being put on these trains because they're Jewish. And he realizes, you know, something's wrong and someone yells, they're not taking us to jobs, they're, they're taking us to die. And he goes to run to be with his family and the Nazi guard grabs him and pulls him away and the train takes off without them. Yeah. And the book is what happens from that moment forward for the next 40 years. And how that one lie that he was tricked into doing motivates, changes his whole relationship with his family, with, with his future, with everything. He becomes kind of a pathological liar. He can't, he can't speak the truth anymore because it's too painful. And there's a big love story between a girl who believes that he can be redeemed and between his brother who, who blames him for what happened to his family. So uh, I really wanted to write a book about the truth, but it turns out it was set during the Holocaust. And, uh, and it turns out that's a very timely issue right now. Yeah. I, I mean, this when you he, he's such a, a multi-layered character. And I think what's interesting is you kind of follow his journey, you know, from him being a young boy and showing how that one mistake that at the time he didn't think was a big deal really kind of set the tone for his entire life. I mean, it wasn't just that one moment. It, it really showed how it affected him into adulthood. Right. Which yeah. don't you think? I mean, if you think of the I'm not going to ask you or Kelly, I'm not going to ask you. <laughs> I'm definitely not asking you, Kelly, what's the biggest lie you ever told. But, you know, if you think about the things that happened as a result of that lie, and then if you could undo that, or what would you do to be forgiven for that lie? What would you do if you could just undo the damage and, and it was as if that lie never happened? Wouldn't you do almost anything? And in this case, he he travels the world. He tries to get into the concentration camps to find his family. He spends years trying to get in when everyone else is trying to get out. And then when he finds out that most of them were killed by the Nazis, you know, he's just a shell of himself and he goes and hides and he comes out to California of all places and ends up in the movie business. But he's a pathological liar because he doesn't want to face his truth of what happened to him. And it's only this woman who's been in love with him since she was a little girl who finally finds him and tries to get him to, you know, realize that it wasn't his fault yeah. uh, what happened to him. But, you know, have... And do you have a lie in your life that you've told that you wish you could take back? Oh, yeah. And I also feel like, like you were saying, when you tell a big lie like that, a lot of times afterwards, a lot of little lies like start coming up to try and just like make that big lie make sense. If that makes sense. y'all. I don't know like right. what you're saying. I mean, yes, I have quite a few that I wish I could take back. Oof, but that would be a tough road to go down for me. 
<laughs> but I think that's I what that's why I family. said I wasn't asking you. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think that's what's the connector though with this book is I think uh, you know maybe not everybody can relate to their family being taken to Auschwitz, right? And and right. dealing with the Holocaust, but everybody right. at some point whether it's a white lie or whether it's a lie that there were big ramifications like there were, were for Nico, everyone right. has been in a situation where, man, should I have just fessed up and told the truth? Now, the ramifications, like I said, are very different in this book than they are for most right. people's lives. Yeah. Um, but I think that that's what's going to be the connecting piece in all of it. Everybody's been yeah. there. Yeah, yeah but even as, as you point out, uh, even, even the lies that Nico tell, they make it difficult for him to love. They make it difficult for him to trust. They make it difficult for him to be with his family. And that's what that's what lies do, you know. Yeah. And uh, he he tries to figure out, you know, what to do to be forgiven. And, and, you know, there's another element to it, too. And that is that we live in a time and Kelly and Hank, you know, this because you're ones in the media and ones in sports. We pick our truths now, you know, and we sort of say, well, I believe that that's the truth. And we follow it on social media or we pick our cable news channel that we're going to follow and we don't follow the other ones and you can literally be living in two different countries and Kelly I know you and Matt you know this you know like when you're on the inside of the sports world mm. you know the truth of what's really going on with the team whatever and then there's this whole other like narrative that's going on on the outside that people choose to believe because that's what they want to believe but they don't have the facts or whatever and it's a very dangerous thing to pick your truths you know because the truth is there's the expression there's only yeah. one you know, right. there, there aren't 10 different truths. You don't get to say, well, the world is flat, but it's also round, but it's also, mm -hmm. it, there's just one. And yeah. we live in a very dangerous time, I think. We're, we're, and, and it reminds me of the time when started, you know, Hitler started World War II, you know, in Germany. He didn't begin with an army. He began with a lie. He began with a single lie of saying the Jews are the problem with Germany. If we just get rid of them, we'll be able to get back to where we once were before World War I. You know, we'll be able to be strong again or whatever, because they're they're stealing our money and they're the people behind it. And he he got an angry, beaten down nation after World War One to start to believe that the answer was to attack this one group. And that lie continued to continue to continue, continued. And I'll just give you one other detail. Do you know that the law that allowed him to take away Jewish businesses, take away Jewish homes, make Jewish people wear stars? shoot them in the street, not give them, you know, uh, a chance for trial, anything like that. The law that allowed him to do that was called the law to relieve the distress of the German people. It wasn't called the law to kill the Jews. It wasn't called the law to, you know, start a Holocaust. It was called the law to relieve the distress of the German people. And who wouldn't vote for a law like that? You know, yeah. it's a little bit like the Inflation Reduction Act, you know, that kind of thing. So it's wow. just, it's got a lot of parallels this book to, yeah. to, to our, our time, right? Well, and like piggybacking what you're saying, who knows what the truth is anymore? Like there's been, there's things that are fed left and right. And like you're saying, if you follow one news outlet, you're going down that rabbit hole, that's the truth. But the other one's saying something completely different. So in the end, who knows what the actual truth is, which I find Even myself- you see it with your own eyes, right? Yeah, that's the only because way I you see it. <laughs> But it's not even that doesn't make a difference now, Kelly, because I just read a story about I think it's in New Jersey where a bunch of high school girls and keep this in mind because you've got four beautiful daughters, mm -hmm. uh, a bunch of high school girls suddenly found themselves. There were some guy in the school who was a computer expert, took their heads with A.I., 
and put them on naked bodies, you know, like Playboy bodies yeah. and stuff like that, and distributing it around the school, and you couldn't tell the difference. And all these girls were suddenly like, when did you, you know, take a nude, self, nude selfie? Or new, and they're, they're like, I never took a picture of myself. You know, no one ever took a picture of me naked. Uh, and they literally, they're floating around there. So you can't even believe your eyes now when you see something. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, Not how to scare you, that? But Yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot, Mitch. I mean, yeah. but, how, but how sad is that? That that is where yeah. our world is now. I oh. mean, so good. Well, I can't wait to read this book. Once Tyler gets rid of this 24-hour bug, I am bearing down in my room, not letting any of my children in. I can't wait. It's bye week next week, too, so I am all over it. Matthew's got the kids. Right. <laughs> I'm so excited about it. All right, guys. You know Thrive Market. I talk about it all the time. It is one of my favorite sponsors of this podcast. It is my go-to for all of my grocery and household essentials. It is convenient. It is easy. Everything is online and it's quickly shipped to my door. I love this. It, it takes a grocery store out. Again, it always has my kids' favorite snacks. I find myself, when I do have to go to the grocery store, that they're always missing half the things that my kids love, half the things I need, and it takes me forever to get in and out. Thrive Market is always giving me cash back on all the brands that I love, and they do a price match guarantee. Not only that, it's easy to search, guys. You can type in what you're looking for, whether that is gluten-free snacks, low-sugar alternatives, non-toxic cleaning. You can kind of like curate the shopping experience to you with just a click of the button. And what's great, guys, on average, you save about 30%, guys. That is a lot of money. So again, go to Thrive Market, check it out. And when you join Thrive Market, not only are you helping yourself, but you're also helping a family in need with their one-to-one -one membership matching program. So join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash morning for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash morning. Also, I wanted to, um, if you don't mind, do you have an update on the Safe Play Center? I absolutely do. And I'm happy to be on your podcast to tell you about it. So those of you who are watching this who don't know this, because perhaps Kelly and Matthew have been too modest to bring it up. But before Matthew left Detroit, which is where he was before he played in Los Angeles, he was there for many years, he was very involved with the charities, as was Kelly, uh, in Detroit, including one that I founded called Say Detroit. And they got involved with helping us build a football field many years ago, which is called Stafford Field, which is a beautiful NFL quality field in what was then the most dangerous zip code in the United States of America uh, by crime statistics. And because of that beautiful football field and the, and the recreation center that's next to it, because it was this first rate place, the neighborhood started to change. And the property value started to go up and people started to rebuild homes. And now people are actually clamoring to try to live around there because it's got this beautiful center that's not only a football field, but a basketball court, baseball field and a, a great education center, a digital education center in the middle. So you and Matthew were always instrumental in that. And every year you contributed money to it and helped us raise money at our annual Radiothon, which Matthew would come from straight from practice and he'd come over there and you would be there with your really, at the time, really small kids and you'd sit with my <laughs> wife in the audience. And, and it, was, it was really a beautiful thing. And then what I really want to raise up and admire and say to your audience is that when Matthew was traded to L.A., 
which would have been a very easy time for him to just do what a lot of athletes do, which is like take out a little ad in the in the local paper or, or whatever, saying thanks a lot for the memories, you know, or maybe not even taking an ad, just put up a put up a Twitter post, you know, yes. it was great Detroit, love you, you know, always never forget you, and then bye, you know. But no, you guys said we want to do something for the city as we're leaving. I've never seen that before, and I've covered sports for 35 years. I've never seen athletes say I want to do something as we're leaving. What can we do? And you guys contributed a, a seven-figure uh, uh, contribution to build a annex onto that play center, which has now got, gosh, 200 kids a day now, and they're bursting at the seams. You built an annex, which is gorgeous now. I don't know if you when the last time you were in Detroit, but it adds six different classrooms, a theater, a work area, a food area, and it will enable us, enable us to probably double the number of kids that we can see in there. And all the outside is done. The inside is now getting, you know, the drywall is all being put up. You can walk through the rooms and say, this is going to be this, this is going to be that. And it's got that beautiful, I think it's, I believe it's the Kelly and Matthew, not the Matthew and Kelly, the Kelly and Matthew Stafford Learning Center. Uh, and then it's got, um, you know, and Friends, because Friends contributed uh, to it as well. So it's, it's. I, I mean, I never know with construction, because you never know when right. the pipes are all going to be finished. But I think, I think sometime in the spring, um, we'll be ready oh to God. have come, yeah, come cut a ribbon. Yeah. Mitch, what does what does that and you've seen it because you saw the evolution of it, but what does that mean for a neighborhood like that? Well, that's a great question, Hank, and it and it means a multitude of things. First of all, many of these kids, if not every one of them, come from a single parent home, if if they're even with the parents, sometimes just with a grandmother or somebody like that. And they're you know, three o'clock comes around in the school system in Detroit, there's nothing to do. You know, there are, uh, I don't know what it's like in California, but, but you know, in Detroit, most of the after-school programs have had to be shut down. Um, there's only some sports, but it's not like there's a whole lot of clubs you can go to, whatever. So now you're at home. There's no parents. Maybe they don't come home until 6 o'clock. They're working, you know, single mom or something like that. What do you do in those three hours in the middle of there? Who's, who's there to make sure you do your homework, make sure you don't get in any trouble, get in trouble on the streets or things like that? So a play center like that is a it's a home. Also, many kids don't get to eat. You know, I, I hate to paint a grim picture, but it's true. And, you know, from being in Detroit, a lot of kids in Detroit are what they call food challenged. So the first thing we do when they get there is give them a healthy meal, even though they're coming from school. A lot of them can't afford the school you know, lunches or they, they don't eat it or whatever. They come, they get a big meal and then they study. They have to do two hours worth of of studying before they can play basketball or football or baseball or any of the sports. Then they can go do all that or they can record in a recording studio that they have there in a program called Notes for Notes. They can dance, they can do any of the arts program. So Hank, it provides an outlet, number one, to for kids to, to have a safe place to go when they know they're gonna be watched. We pick them up at their schools. We pick them up at their schools and we bring them home to their houses all over the city not just in that neighborhood, but all over the city. We bring them to their houses so they never have to worry about safety. We have like six vans that roll around the city and do that because transportation is a big thing in Detroit. Second thing that it does is it's, it says somebody cares about us. You know, what do Kelly and Matthew Stafford have any business doing in the, in the 48205 neighborhood? You know, why would, why would a multi-million dollar athlete, you know, well-known, big life, you know, uh, broad stage. What are they doing in one of the most forgotten neighborhoods in Detroit? Well, when people in that neighborhood see their name 
on it. And now we see their name. Kelly used to come and do cheerleading classes there. I mean, see them. You know, Matthew would come and throw the football around. I think this yeah. team told them, you can go, but don't, <laughs> don't throw the ball. We're not covered, you know, insurance <laughs> or something like that. Some kid will probably tax. But they would come and, you know, by being there, by putting their name on it, it says that, you know, we're all in this together. And uh, that's why I think is the biggest message of it, of it and the biggest benefit of it. I mean, Mitch, you're giving us a lot of credit, but this would have never happened without you and everything you do for that city. I think, is it nine charities? How many charities do you have in the state of Michigan? Nine. Eight, nine. Nine. Um, it is It is so incredible what you do. And I know that um, Maury used to say giving makes you feel like you're living. And I know from, you know, just seeing what all you do. I mean, you're here in L.A., to figure out some charity stuff here. I mean, you have, you are living. And when you encouraged us to get involved, it helped us realize the feeling of living in that way. And that's why I told you when you got on, you know, coming to LA, it was kind of like a whirlwind, um, obviously the first year. And now we're kind of getting our feet, you know, solid in this ground. And I've mentioned it to Hank. I'm like, I just don't know what I'm meant to do. I don't know. And, and it's because I'm missing this, this giving part. Um, it's, it really is something that I truly loved. I loved going to that center. I, I'll tell you when I brought my daughters when we were leaving and I brought my daughters and they got to do that dance class with some of the girls, it was one of the most special feelings because they walked out and we got to kind of explain it to them. Now they were young, but explain it to them in a way that they could understand. And now we get to take them back and, and show them, you know, what giving feels like. And so I thank you again for I know I know you gave us a lot of credit right there, but honestly, it would have never happened um, without you. So thank you. Seriously. Well, you're welcome. I mean, it's a it's a partnership type of thing. We have we're really blessed to have some great people. Michigan's that kind of uh, state. Detroit's that kind of city. Yeah. People like to give. And then, you know, the fact that you listen, I know you're Los Angeles fans who are watching this. You're a Rams and that's where you are now. And that's the yeah. uniform that Matt's wearing. And that's OK. But for us in Michigan and Detroit, you're always going to be Lions folks and Michiganders and Detroiters. And, you know, it's it's especially when it comes to children, as you know, Kelly, I mean, we, we you know, you know what we you know, I have this orphanage in Haiti. You know what I think yeah. of kids in Detroit. Kids are as I get older, honestly, adults make less and less sense to me. And the only thing that makes any sense are kids. <laughs> and uh, and I, I spend more and more of my time with kids and. We've got a little baby now that we've been raising for the last year and a half from Haiti who came to us. She was six months old and weighed seven pounds. She couldn't she couldn't move. She couldn't talk. She couldn't she couldn't open her eyes. She couldn't anything. She was so malnourished. Her mother said that all that she had given her was sugar water for the first six months of her life because they didn't have any any food. Gosh. And uh, and so we were able to get her to the States and and get her up to speed and watch her, you know, start to open her eyes and start to speak and. And now she's, you know, she jabbers like yeah. crazy. You know, she, she sees me take my bag, you know, and she goes, airport, you know, <laughs> airport. And she yells out the name of the guy who drives us to the airport. And she knows she's not even two years old yet. And she's, you know, going a mile a minute. And, and just to see that, we just brought her back to Haiti. Uh, I just got back yesterday. And to see the kids and the way that they embraced her and the way that she runs and they start cheering her name. And they're, it's like the sound of music. They're going over the hill and they're running and they're yelling, naughty, 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 naughty. And that kind of joy, to be able to bring that to, to places where they don't otherwise have it. And that's what that place center that you're helping funding does. It brings a joy and a laughter to kids who wouldn't otherwise have it. 
let alone the educational element of it. So we're blessed, you and I and, 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 yeah. and Hank and Matthew, we're all blessed. You know, we, what else do we need? You know, right. I, I say to my wife, Janine, all the time, what else do your birthdays come around? What can I get you? Nothing. You know, yeah. I have everything I could possibly want, you know, and I have for years in terms of needing things. So the best thing you can do is just give to other people. And it does make you feel alive, you know, like Maury said. It really does. And I want to mention the Radiothon real quick. And also there is a link on the Say Detroit page where you, if you guys feel like giving, um, I'm telling you right now, the Mitch Album char Charities are ones to give to. You can uh, go to Say Detroit and read on them. The center is also up there. But you also do the Radiothon. And I know, you know, there it's on a certain radio station but can you tell us for people that are in la and detroit um how we can listen in and also give yeah so uh .com is the easiest way to do it saydetroit.org sorry because it's charity okay. saydetroit.org and you can just go there or mitchalbum.com if you can't remember that uh and on that day we we broadcast all day long and i've been you know i've been very blessed in my life to know a lot of athletes a lot of actors a lot of musicians i've you know made movies and stuff like that over the course of my career and every time i just get their cell phone numbers because of this one day and i call them i said i'm not going to ask you for anything else but on this one day you know a year would you please just call in and just lend some support and we've had you know over the years i might have been i've been around a little bit so yeah. Hugh Jackman and uh let's see paul stanley from kiss and anderson cooper and jane Pauley and uh I love it. And there's a, a gazillion uh, Barry Sanders and all kinds of big athletes, Steve Eiserman and all kinds of you know movie stars and different people like that. And they all just call in and, and say, hey, Detroit, you know, give something, give something. And, and sometimes they give money themselves, you know, uh, but we've ended up last year, we raised 1.8 million in a day. And uh, that's the record. And we've raised uh, over over ten between close to eleven million dollars in the years, the ten years that we've been doing it. So we're right. hoping to break the record this year. And you guys are an enormous help. And um, I think last year you always would come in person. And I think mm -hmm. last year or the first year you were in LA, you did it via Zoom. Yeah. And you had the ocean in the background or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. As and it's it was December. Here. It was December, and it's, that's when we do it. It's, it's December seventh this year, and I was like, "Okay, that's just cruel, you know. Just, just, just turn. Can't you sit someplace else? You know, just can't you just sit with the wall behind you? You know, paint the that's wall good. with snow." I know it's hot. It's hot as I'll get out right now. Just so you're aware, but no, and I know Matthew will be on this time around too. And it's always very surprising who you, who you have on that. It always surprises me. Like, wow, wonder how he knows him. Um, yeah. So excited to listen in, and you know, guys, if you're listening to this, what day is it? December seventh. December seventh. December seventh. Yep. Okay. Detroit.org, and you can read all about it. Okay, we'll make sure we uh, the podcast page posts a link, um, Mitch, and tell everyone one more time what what day um, the book comes out. The Little Liar. It's called The Little Liar. Right there, it comes out November fourteenth. You can order it now if you want, but it comes out November fourteenth. Okay, where can you order it right now? Anywhere, Amazon, Barnes and Noble. You know, any of any local bookstore that you go to. It's uh, okay. you know, Type in The Little Liar and my name, and you'll be able to find it. I love it. Well, the, when I did open it, because I opened it to start, and and I love the pages. Is that is that normal? Yeah, the, the, the 
what they call the beveled uh, edges. Ah. Uh, yeah, gives it a little like, I don't know, classic feel. No I extra charge. Well, you know what? You got me with it because I was like, oh, I love these pages. So, you know. Um, but you're, you're Mitch, before, <laughs> before we wrap real quick, Mitch, any prediction on Lions for the rest of the season? You thinking that they're staying on this wind train or what happens? You know, the only thing I regret when I see you guys is that, well, Hank, you're there. But, but, but when I see Kelly and I think about Matthew is that we didn't get a chance to experience what we're experiencing in Detroit right now with Matthew as the quarterback. Because I've always said that Detroit is a football town that's been asleep for 50 years. People always say it's hockey town or when the Tigers were winning, it's a baseball town. Or when the Pistons were winning, oh, you know, it's basketball, you know, city, urban game. And I always said it is none of those. I mean, those are all good. They all work. But it's a football town. And if the Lions are ever good, the place is going to come unglued. And suddenly we have a good team. We have like one of the best teams in football right now. They're six and two. They win games convincingly. When they lose one, they come right back and win oh. another one. So um, yeah, it's been unbelievably good and uh, and fun and enjoyable. There's nothing like, and you went through this, Kelly, with the Super Bowl year. You know, there's nothing like the ride up. The ride up is is the best. You know, when you get the championship, then you try to do it again. It's never yeah. as much fun. You know, everybody's coming for you. Yeah, but but the ride up, it's like coming into a wave to speak some Los Angelino. It's okay. it's like coming into the curl of a wave. You know, I think that's what they do when they surf. I'm not a surfer, <laughs> but it's like coming into that curl of the wave, and that's where Detroit is right now. If they're, yeah. as we're speaking, they're six and two, yes. and uh, the energy energy is just unbelievable. And they travel like they send. Thousands of fans go to every away game now. And then when they when they win, they, they sit in the stands afterwards and wait for the players to come over. It's like a college team, you know, and cheering, let's go Lions, you know. And I mean, all. I'm so jealous. <laughs> just nuts. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry to you. you're not a part of it because that was – Matthew gave us some amazing, amazing years and amazing yeah. games, and he played great. But, you know, the rest of the team at that time wasn't, wasn't what it is now. But yeah, wow. they're good. Hank, to answer your question, I think they're I think they're going to play for the NFC Championship. Really we got uh, we got thirty seconds here. I mean, obviously, Campbell's. A great, I know Zoom's going to kick us off. Campbell's <laughs> a, a, a great coach, uh, but he really kind of embodies. Don't you just think you couldn't find anybody yeah. who embodies the spirit of Detroit more than that guy? Yeah. He's a walking he's, soundbite. He, he's perfect. <laughs> the minute he said we're going to bite their kneecaps off, he basically had Detroit in his pocket, and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I just I just oh, wish Matt had a chance to play. Well, Mitch, we love watching so y'all take this chance and watching you on that ride right now. We will be cheering for you guys. So, Mitch, thank Great you so much you. for coming on, and thank you for, again for everything. Um, have fun while you're out here in the hotness or the heat of LA, and uh, safe travels back to Michigan. Thanks, thanks, Kelly. Thanks, thanks Mitch. Thank take care. Bye. 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 Good to see you. Bye. Well, I just want to tell you about a quick podcast study here. As you know, by now, we all do our very best to align the right sponsors to the podcast. It's a lot of work behind the scenes, and I'm incredibly grateful for your support. We're currently running a quick survey at podcaststudy.com, and we're giving the first 150 people a $10 digital Amazon gift card as an incentive to complete the survey. The information we hear from you about our sponsors is incredibly important to the show, and we can't thank you enough for taking a few minutes to help us out. It's free. Please cut us a break. Upon a completion of the survey, you'll be asked to include your email address, and we will send the first 150 people a $10 gift card from Amazon. Go to podcaststudy.com and thank you again for helping our show and our sponsors.